Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. Well, all right. We are here with uh, another guest on Cannabis Karaoke. It's amazing. I don't quite understand it, but people keep wanting to be on the show, so I'm pretty stoked. Let's welcome Sean Pearl, a.k.a. David Franco, to the show. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Danny? <laughs> uh, it's not fair for all the back jokes that we have between each other. People are like, what the fuck did he just say, Dave Franco? This ain't Dave Franco. What the hell is going on here? There's a story, people. I know. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we won't. But for the meantime... Um, just to get people <laughs> acquainted with who you are, why don't you tell them a little bit, uh, you know, obviously this, this, this podcast is about why cannabis, how it influences your life, you know, what you're doing in it. So just go ahead and start out with like, from when you were six and had that big wheel we talked about and, uh, that hill, <laughs> that hill that you were challenged by. No, just tell us what you do in the space and, um, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally, man. So, um, in the space right now, in the cannabis industry, um, I do a lot of video production stuff, um, helping a, a brands uh, as well as like cannabis expos and conferences, um, dispensaries, um, pretty much anybody anybody in the space really helping them to create video content. And that's kind of how, how you and I first linked up. Um, we're, you know, I, I'm part of a film crew over here. And, uh, yeah, it, it's been, it's been going, uh, uh, awesome. You know what I mean? And to go backwards from there, like when I was younger, um, I grew up, up in Sonoma County, up in Petaluma. Um, and you know, uh, I'll just be completely honest. There's a lot of hippies that smoke weed out there. And some of those hippies that smoke weed were my parents, you know what I mean? And hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You are not the byproduct of hippies. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, no, but but check this out. Both I didn't know that. Carry on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go for it. No, no, all good. So, so my parents, my parents are big hippies, dude. They're like huge Grateful Dead fans. Um, and so, growing up, I had that heavy influence of music, Grateful Dead, and these kind of hippie bands, and they would they still go to fucking grateful dead concerts that's how crazy they are did they go to that um, one that was up in the what was that at recently the, the what is, there's a band called the grateful was, dead what is it it's dead and company dead and company I think it's the new one dead and co yeah and they got some other little other ones too some smaller ones but they go to the the bigger ones um but uh yeah no they uh they kind of i don't want to say they introduced me to cannabis but i think because <laughs> of them it just came up earlier, you know what I mean? But I mean, my, my friends too, I think it was probably all my friends really that got me into it because they came around, they found weed um, and they had older brothers and sisters. Oh shit, the craziest thing that happened, bro, I was in sixth grade and my buddy found out that one of his neighbors was growing in the garage or growing in the backyard and drying in the garage. So we went and robbed his Yeah, you boosted his grade. Yeah, you dirty person. Dude, it was so bad, and we were so dumb. It was so it was the dumbest thing I've probably ever done. We went to like we went to like behind like Kmart and like divvied it all up and tried to figure out how to dry it out and just ruined all of it. Ruined like five plants. 
like Ooh. good sized plants. Now that I remember, it was it was really bad. Disappointing to find out. <laughs> I was in sixth grade. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just to kind of dial it back, we did connect on storytelling. It's the reason, you know, I, that's what kind of jumped me into the space was wanting to be a platform for storytelling. And we've been fortunate enough to work with each other a few different times. And, you know, I think the yeah. biggest uh, takeaway I have from watching you work is just your work ethic. So a lot of people would say that cannabis users are, are you know, are stoners and unmotivated. Dude, you're one of the hardest working dudes I know that runs cameras. And I've, I've watched you work for me next to me and I've just watched you. And so it's, it's always interesting to tell people, yeah, man, that guy smokes a lot of weed. Um, and it doesn't <laughs> impact him. What, you know, when you were younger, you said, you know, you found that, that garage full of weed, but then as you kept using cannabis throughout life, cause I really believe there are two types of people in the world. There's cannabis users and then there's uh -huh. non-cannabis users. And I feel like we see life a little bit different. Maybe it's because we're off to the side smoking a joint while it's passing us by. But how did you? How did cannabis influence your life coming up? How did it impact your decisions that you made necessarily to like have a career? Like, what? How, tell us a little bit about that. Hmm. hmm. So wait, you. As far as like how how did cannabis influence like my back in the day you couldn't like get how it. I got here mm, yeah and I think also like back in the day you couldn't really be out with your cannabis use like we are now and how did yeah. that, how did that impact your I know for me I can only work for myself because I don't want anybody to tell me when I could or couldn't smoke weed but like I think that's I just curious to know how that impacted you do you have to suck it up sometimes do you have to go cannabis dry for a while. Like, were you able just oh, to be yeah. you, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I, dude, honestly, yeah. If if I would have been able to do kind of what I do now before, it, I'd have been a much probably better person to be around. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely had to sacrifice, man. Definitely. Like, all those years in, in the, the corporate life um, up until, you know, probably my last year, um, I couldn't, I couldn't smoke and I couldn't really, I couldn't really be out there like that. You know what I mean? Like, like I would go like, you know how you and I go to these cannabis conferences and we schmooze and we cruise and we smoke and like, it's all good. Like when I was coming up, um, as a sales guy, <laughs> excuse me, as a sales guy in like the advertising industry, um, I couldn't go to no you know, advertising expo all lit up. Like I couldn't, I couldn't walk into work all high. Like those fools would have like, just like kicked me out. I had to wait until like the end of the day. Like that was like, kind of like my, like, you know, gift at the end of the day, if you will, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I definitely feel much more comfortable with where I am now and, 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 you know, how I smoke and, and, you know, it's just kind of part of my daily thing. You know what I mean? And were people surprised um, when you revealed <laughs> your dirty um, habit? I mean, I mean, I don't think I uh, have made an official announcement to the general public. Um, but I mean, like my parents know I smoke. Um, that that kind of took a little while for my father and I to to you know get to an understanding and. Um, unfortunately, like my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, you know, she didn't like me smoking, so that didn't really work out too well, but 
you know, it's, it's, I, I think the toughest thing for me was actually like accepting, like, dude, I like, I like smoking. I like medicating. I like using cannabis to, you know what I mean? Be a part of my, my daily thing to help with, you know, whatever is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another good like question that just popped up, which is, I know personally, you know, throughout the years, <clears throat> significant others don't always like, they like, they're cool with it at first. Like, Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then down the road, they're like, <laughs> you know, I really don't like the fact that you're smoking marijuana. And I'm like, well then, you know, that's too bad. Uh, how, do, how did <laughs> yeah. you deal with that kind of stuff? I mean, if you're dealing with corporate, if you're bending to corporate, did you bend to, did you bend to relationships, you know, like, or were you like, I'm, I'm going to do me and, and that's just how it's going to be. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, a compromise. I think, you know, I definitely did some bending, but also kind of like at certain points kind of held my ground. Um, but back then, I mean, like back then, like, I think I was, I was striving for different things in my life. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't really understand where cannabis fit. And I didn't really understand like what, what my whole, plan was you know what i mean i was just kind of like going with the flow of things and if it worked it worked if it didn't it didn't i guess you know no i mean i, I think um, it does take a little bit to understand i mean you keep you keep those lives separate I, I know i did i mean even though i was in the surf industry i you know and people knew you know you smoked weed but it wasn't something you led well, with you know you didn't lead with it yeah like you do now like hey you want to smoke a joint like to anybody now like anybody yeah. i'm all yo you want to smoke a joint though i don't smoke weed at all <laughs> good more for me later you know? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, coming like, like I remember so often, dude. So often, like a typical day when I was working at a, a, a corporate job, right? Typical day is like waking up at like six thirty, getting ready, being at work by like eight or whatever, eight thirty. You know, grind, grind, grind through the day, through the day, and then somebody hits you with that, like, oh, you want to go to happy hour, and like. Oh, of course. Oh, well, fucking Jen is going to happy hour too. Well, fuck, I'm going to happy hour. And it's it was more like the corporate job is more associated with like the 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 alcohol and you know what I'm saying. I that think that's changing thing, though, right? don't you? I mean, I I think I I don't we're know. Help, I'm not I, well, no, no, bullshit. What you and you I do me. together, absolutely. What you and I do together helps tell stories, <laughs> helps normalize, helps remove stigma. You know, kind of. Yeah creates i mean i know that we're having success when i have family members who were staunchly against cannabis or anything related to it not mm -hmm. only just asking for device but uh, device asking for advice but <laughs> but also like almost you know i had a i had a guest in here johanna nuding and i think you know her casually baked shout out and she had a great term it was cannabis lifestyle guide and i feel like that's a whole nother spot that's going to happen because people are just fools. They just haven't been paying attention. And nowadays, you know, one wrong move and you're calling nine one one because you're hyperventilating off of what you got from the dispensary. So I think, yeah. you know, people are definitely curious. I think people are definitely yeah. wanting some guidance. And I think yeah. the content that you manufacture in the broadcasting platform that we push it out on makes the relationship a little bit easier. I do think that, we still got a long ways to go for people. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's hilarious. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, you know, and, and, uh, the lack of, of education, um, I think when it comes to cannabis overall, 
you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I, I take uh, responsibility as well. Being a content creator, I haven't, I feel like I haven't been creating enough educational stuff because at the end of the day, like, I don't think your, your typical cannabis, new cannabis, um, you know, person is like you and I, like we've been in this a long time. We know we're educated. We've, we've like bumped our head. We've, we've, you know, overdosed on edibles. We've, you know what I mean? Done the freaking gravity bong stuff. Like we know, but today your typical person that walks into the dispensary, I don't think is like that, you know? Oh, absolutely. And where do they, where do they get the education? Like, I don't know. Well, that's and, that's, whole nother and that's the funny thing about the space because, and you know, look, I'm not, I, I, by no means is this, this podcast meant to throw shade on anybody. It's just opinion. And you know, I, my opinions are that, the, the cups, the events, the, you know, aside from music festivals that have obviously integrated cannabis use, you know, I think there's a divide between a certain subset of people and the industry. And it's a unique one because people, they just don't even know where to look, you know, and they're the type yeah, of people that are yeah. not going to Google cannabis. And maybe if they do, they do, but it's such a thread to pull that you just, it gets confusing. So oh, I do, yeah. I do I believe that, you know, there's, different subsets of customers you know you got it's like surfing you got the weed heads who are the hardcore surfers and then you got the you got the people that are like just here for the weekend that want to rent a surfboard those are the people that don't that don't want to take a 50 milligram edible and end up on the floor of their hotel so (laughs) you know or a dab like i see like the worst I mean, haven't yeah, yeah, I no, think I, I've been with you when people are like, I think I'm going to take a dab. And we're all, have you ever dabbed before? Like, be careful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they make it sound, yeah, like, oh, man, I don't know. We're, we're kind of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, let me, uh, let me switch it up a little bit. Let me switch it up a little bit. So on your yeah, professional totally, totally. on your professional career, um, tell me about some of the exciting things that you're working on uh, and that you have worked on. And, you know, just, it, it, it's funny, a year in this industry is like five in any other one. So go ahead and give us a little feedback on, some of the things that you've touched? Um, um, well, no, honestly, man, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, about your thing, about uh, mm-hmm. CCTV. No, 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 no. This quick... is a podcast no? okay. about you. We can talk got about it, got me it, got it. later if well, you like. Um, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, I just want to <clears throat> um, – wait, wait, ask a question one more time. Sorry. Did you just take a hit or something? Uh, I was smoking a joint earlier, yeah. Okay, so what I said was – Talk to us about some of your projects. What has Sean worked on? There you go. Um, there you, you know, go. and you can include the one that we worked on together. But tell us a little bit about, yeah, about yeah, your yeah. creative side and how cannabis influences that, because you did a thing, I think, at an event, a Hippie Hill, possibly, um, where you guys yeah, went yeah, out and yeah. did some Q and A. So you're a creative guy. I want people to, ah. to, I want people to key into that, and I want you to kind of share a little bit about your projects that you've worked on, maybe, and how certain things triggered by cannabis may or may not have helped it gotcha absolutely okay perfect no thank you sorry i am stoned and high and uh <laughs> shot out listen you're not giving us a good pie. look bro you're not giving us a good look right now. hey man oh, you know me danny i don't even care man people probably like me or whatever um <laughs> but no <clears throat> um some of the stuff that i have worked on man that I, i'm super stoked about uh uh, uh i did a uh, a 420 quiz with my boy, Mr. Purple Gloves, um, and shout out, like, Sticker Farmer, shout out Purple Gloves. But, yeah, we did. Uh, we went out to Hippie Hill. We had, like, ten questions that we went and interviewed, um, you know, random people who were attending 
and it, it turned out it turned out pretty pretty funny. Um, I also have been working with Stingy. Uh, uh, Stingy's like uh, Burner's homie. They're they're really close homies, and uh, we did a we did a like an investigative report. Um, Stingy came across a, an article on Vice.com, and the headline of the article said, "Hold up, the smoking weed make you gay." Um, and so we had to kind of test this theory because it's pretty questionable. I mean, just that statement in question itself. I mean, it's pretty, pretty stretch is a stretch. You know what I mean? So, well, we know conservatives will not even conservatives, exactly. just people that are afraid. I don't want to label anybody. Yeah. People that are afraid are going to say weird stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it turned out to be one of those kind of clickbait things. They wanted to get people to click on the article and it really, there's really no correlation between, smoking cannabis and you know being homosexual so um but it was a fun it's a fun piece if you guys like to laugh go on stingy's youtube or his instagram um and he's got he's got a bunch of stuff there we're actually working on another piece right now and i don't want to give too much away but it, it may be you know the first ever marijuana rehab i don't know maybe we'll see it'll be you know, funny that's though a, i don't think i've ever seen anybody you know say yeah that you're gonna need yeah. rehab from weed i mean i think if you if it's a gateway for you because then i'm gonna get heat oh it's a gateway i understand yeah it's a gateway for some yeah. people breathing is a gateway and so yeah exactly some people can't smoke weed can't drink beer can't do drugs can't do any of it like some people yeah. you're like how do they manage i don't understand but <laughs> but you're right you know what i mean it's like there is going to be instances where people feel like marijuana or cannabis is not good for them and statistically i hope that happens because that means that it's not this magical miracle thing that everybody you know it's like pretty much a yeah. miracle plant you know and its cousin the yeah. hemp plant is a not too distant far away miracle plant and so yeah we're we're, we're hopefully we're we're moving into a new era of society with uh, cannabis so in addition yeah. to working with stingy and purple gloves on hippie hill asking questions yeah. and on the street what are some of the other things that you've done? Um, like, give me a range, give people a range of what Sean would do on a set. Like, and you don't have to get into details, but like different projects, like what was one project that really stood out that you had a lot of fun working on that was associated to cannabis? And please don't say ours. Cause then it looks like I contrived no. it, but you know, no, um, no, no, no. so well, that, that's speak to that. the last one that I was going to mention. Um, the, 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 I actually just, I'm co-producing a new series called Gangier Smoke Break. Um, and really, I mean, I'm, I'm co-producing, I'm directing, uh, I'm shooting, uh, and I'm, I'm helping the host Daniel Montero. And what he's doing is, uh, we're, we're attending a lot of these cannabis events, cannabis expos, as well as some smaller private events. And what we do is interview a lot of big, uh, big folks here in the industry. Um, I think the, at our last uh, <clears throat> at our last event, we interviewed the new head of uh, the Office of Cannabis in San Francisco. Uh, I forgot the lady's name, but she was awesome. Um, so yeah, really, I mean, I, I, I'm a big producer in the game. Uh, I film, I direct. Um, I, we do. I mean, we write as well. I'm doing a lot of writing right now for some small shorts that we're trying to do. Um, I'm trying to do it all like you, bro. You know what I mean? I, I saw you what? a few years back. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. So what, uh, how does, how do you, how does cannabis intertwine with you for that? Like when you're writing or producing, mm -hmm. like, do you smoke before you produce or do you wait till, do you reward yourself? Like what's, what's your process when you're working on a project? 
Yeah, I mean, lately, um, I'll, I'll either, uh, you know, meditate while we're doing it just because it's a part of the production kind of, you know what I mean? Like, with the Ganjir smoke break, he's actually smoking a joint with his host, I mean, with his guests. Um, so, like, joints are being passed around. Um, you know, some of the bigger things, um, since this is kind of a, a project of my own and, and no one's really thrown a ton of money at me for it yet, um, but on some of these bigger client things, I'll definitely hold off until afterwards, uh, more of like a celebration or like a good job, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I know. Kind of like how we do it. Right, right, right. I mean, I think throughout the day, you maintenance, and then for me anyways, and then at the end of the day, sometimes I'll reward myself. Sometimes I'm actually good. By the end of the day, I don't feel like I need to to reward myself. Let me ask you another question. What do you, yeah. what's your, what's your delivery agent, man? Like, do you smoke a joint? Do you vape? What is it? Yeah, yeah. No, my, uh, my, uh, what would you call that? My smoking choice, my way of smoking choice. Would yeah, be I mainly vape, yeah. right? You know, I'm occasionally yeah, 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 smoke yeah. some flour, not always in the opportunity to, but how, what do you do? What's your, I mean, obviously if a I joint's mean, being passed around, joints are never yeah. turned down usually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's just Sean, like when Sean's on his, on his program, like what is Sean's, how does he yeah, do it? Yeah. How you smoking? I'm, How you ingest I'm, your cannabis, bro? It's not I'm, hard. I'm I'm twisting up a joint. You know what I mean? Or if I'm at home, like about to like read or like just like put on like you know some Netflix and like knock out. Like I might I might smoke a bowl at home, but nine out of ten times I'm gonna be smoking a joint for sure. I love rolling joints. What um, what? So I'm gonna ask the first question, and I have another question to back it up, but. In your, when you're smoking, like, what do you prefer? Is it, do you choose by strain? Do you choose by THC oh, yeah. qu quantity? Do you choose by um, category? Like, what, what is, what, I mean, how do you choose? First off, yeah, yeah. First off, keep it sativa. I definitely am always leaning either for, for like a sativa or like a sativa hybrid. I am really sensitive to like those pure indicas or those heavy indicas, man. What do those, they do? What do you like, do? What happens? I mean, you you talking about one of the hardest working guys out here. If we smoke some indica, Danny, oh, I'm done. You, I'm not good for I anything. I sometimes dog. there's there's I have strains that if I smoke that, especially flour, yeah. I yeah. borderline have a mental episode about how I could have done everything that day different. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, that, but that's like a sativa. That's like getting your brain going. And you're nah, like, dude, for me, it's opposite. Indicas fry me. Like, they do the same thing. I'm incapacitated, but, like, with anxiety. Uh -huh. Whereas, like, sativa, I pretty much stick to sativas, you know? Yeah, or at least yeah. a hybrid dominant sativa, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh... Yeah, no, me too. What do you think about uh, this whole CBD thing that's happening? Like, how does that... You know, people think, oh, my God, CBD. It's a little yeah. it's a little confusing, I'll be honest with you. I mean, having been in the space, like, I understand THC-driven CBD. I'm not totally sure I understand all the different ranges of the people doing it. It's crazy. It's it's not regulated or it's been approved where THC hasn't. And I'm starting to see CBD stores pop up, like Rando. And I'm going to my grocery store, and they're like, oh, would you like a CBD shot in your coffee? And you're like, what? <laughs> Like, Yo, you know, and I'm yeah. like, for how much? Five bucks? I'm all, dude, my coffee was two fifty. <laughs> like, I'm not putting, <laughs> I'm not putting a five dollar shot of, of anything in in my, you know, coffee, <laughs> unless it's tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I it's it's 
the CBD craze is pretty intense. Like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I kind of got hyped up about it, too, about, like, four months ago, I want to say. Um, I really wanted to start, and, and you can take this if you want, or we could do it together. We can do it together. It'd be a great idea. <laughs> but do a CBD uh, vending machine oh, and dude. just have snacks and drinks. It's happening already. Bro, and I know it's happening, but if you right get next it now, to you in your backyard, Grasshopper is a company that's doing AI. But grasshoppers, they're they're doing everything though. They're doing everything. No, 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 they're not. They're I, they're doing. Yeah, you're right. They're doing THC too, but they're definitely. My point is, is that it doesn't even matter, bro. There could be ten more of those people. The way CBD is taking off right now. Again, family relative just had surgery. Wants some, you know, asked specifically for CBD based stuff. And, you know, yeah. I feel like goes back to that cannabis lifestyle guide. Shout out to Johanna. That's hers. It's her trademark thing. But I probably uh, I probably will be one, you know, as I like I'm looking at life going, shit, I know quite a bit about this space. Like, I love what I'm doing. I love telling stories. I love, you know, running this company. But at the same time, it makes me feel good when I can help people solve a problem with especially health wise, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think I think it's one of those things with the good ones. It's like finding a fucking needle in a haystack these days, you know. And it's um, I feel know. like at the same time, like if we try to tell a story, about, like if you come to us as a group, right, you and I as our production, yeah. whatever, yeah. and you go, I want to tell a story, and it's THC based. Oh man, we got flair, mm-hmm. dude. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And if it's CBD, it's like, well, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna teach these people about CBD. <laughs> You know, it's like yeah. CBD is like the straight cousin to cannabis. Right? It's like he can come over, but he can't, you know? So I think it's not too far. I mean, California just passed a law, I guess, to allow, or somebody did pass a law to allow CBD infused food. I mean, God damn, dude. Uh, Carl you know, Jr. Had, had that 420 CBD burger, you know what I mean? And it's like, it. do you use CBD? I do. I do. I use, um, I'll use this roll-on CBD um, like uh, before and after I go running. Is it hemp-based um, or is it THC-based? I think it's hemp-based. It's well, then it would have THC. no it would have no THC in it at all. Yeah, no, no, this is straight CBD. Got it. Um, the the company's called Elixicure, and it's pretty dope. Like I I I definitely like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, totally. Not. I think. Uh, it's an interesting situation. I do use CBD as well. I both vape. Like I might vape a 10 to one during the day uh-huh. all day. Uh-huh. And it does help me, bro. I'm, I do feel better. It feels about the same as like an ibuprofen or whatnot. And, but at the same time, I don't, I don't really have any side effects from ibuprofen, but apparently, you know, they're not that good for you, but I, it's just strange. And then creams, like <clears throat> when I went surfing in Indo, I had hurt my back and I had the CBD. It was THC based and man was phenomenal and so it's it's one thing you smoke weed you know you get high you feel it yeah cbd i feel like i don't know you're not totally sure if it works yeah but you think it did and but maybe the power of your mind said it i'm curious to what your thoughts are on that because people are going to start coming to you to tell stories about this you need to start thinking about it just giving you a heads up yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. And, and I, dude, I am, um, you know me, I'm very open minded. And it could be 
a mental thing. Like you want it to work. So it works. You know what I mean? Like as soon as I'm like, Oh, this doesn't work anymore. Then I'm going to be like, wait a minute. Now it's not working. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I talked to a guy, I was in an Uber in LA and this guy was asking me questions again, cannabis lifestyle, you know, guy yep. questions. And he's yeah. like, look, I take, I take oxy every day for my anxiety. I take this much. I take it in the morning. I take it at night. Sometimes I forget about it. And I'm cool yeah. till when I remember, oh, shit, I didn't take it. Then I was like, oh, yeah. man, I'm fucked up. And, you know, and I just thinking like, man, our mind is such a powerful thing. We've got to be careful as storytellers that we don't yeah. that we don't influence people inappropriately or that we don't. You know, how does being that you're a cannabis user and you have the passion for it and obviously it's integrated into your life um, and your yep. your cannabis out now, um, if you yep. will, how does how does that impact your, your desire when you're working on a project? Do you just take it head on um, and not really care what the creative flow pushes out? I mean, I know you care, but, or do you, are you more towards like, you want to tell it straight and you want to get the right message across so that, that people can make good decisions or does that even play in? Um, uh, wait, hold on. God damn it. It sucks when you're stoned. Listen, what I said was I mean, like, like, let's that, say the media just, pit when you're doing a media pit, what's the goal for you there with that? The media pit. Oh, okay. Like, like, uh, when we do media pits together. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it's, 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 uh, number one, it's, it's, you know, it's creating content. Um, and you know, there is an, uh, educational aspect to it. Um, there's also a, an, an entertainment aspect to it, you know, but um, what I've found in the cannabis industry is that we're, we're, we're kind of all doing this together. You know what I mean? Like in, in other industries that I've been in, it wasn't a together kind of thing. It was more like this competition of us against them. You know what I mean? And as someone who creates content and brings a camera and, you know, knows how to create, you know, high quality content, you know, we're not only doing it for us, but we're doing it for everyone else too. You know what I mean? To give them a platform, to give them a chance to tell their story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of, everything's working in, in sync almost, you know what I mean? Well, so um, listen, and I totally agree with you. I, I feel like that's the reason it's an interesting time to be able to shape an industry. It's a, it's a crazy space, but yeah. To, to have your influence and to ha see so many people that, you know, look as humans, we're going to, there's inevitably, we're going to fuck up. No doubt. So yeah. it's, there's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be relationships that are, you know, torched, whatever. But at the end of the day, I do feel like most of the people and, and, you know, oddly enough, it guides the bigger money as it comes in to having to hold the line to what the industry ethos is. There's still some busters mm -hmm. out there that mm -hmm. do stupid stuff, but for the most part, you're right. It's, it is, it does feel like we're all working. It doesn't feel like work. Not, not, I want to transition with that because even though, <laughs> even though you're a stoner, <laughs> I, I want you to take people through like Sean's day, bro. Like what is Sean? Like Sean's on a shoot. Sean's on a project. What is your day? Like, don't have to go into too intimate details, please. But just what time does Sean get okay. up? What time does Sean knock out? Like, how much afterlife? Oh, how much afterlife do we have to entertain? I remember being in Vegas with you working ten hour days to have to then go out to dinner. <laughs> to have to go out to dinner yeah. with the with the client who didn't do shit all day. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like we yeah. were doing, like they were working, but like we were killing ourselves and then like try to have the muster to go out in the evening. What is, tell us a little bit about your grind. I mean, dude, the grind uh, as, as a uh, entrepreneur like yourself, you know what I mean? As someone like starting with nothing and just trying to create things. It's, dude, I'm up. Yeah. I mean, even if I set my alarm for like, sometimes I set my alarm for like nine, you know, I still wake up at like seven, just I like, and I'll be like, okay, I got to use the restroom and like, oh, check my email real quick. And then maybe take a run and then get to the office by like 10 or, or 9.45 or something, you know? Um, but after that, I mean, you know, I definitely try to try to get a, a smoke in. Um, either on my way to work or here at work and then just kind of jump into things. If we've got to shoot, then we're up way earlier than that. Usually shoots start about 8 a.m. So our shoot dates are crazy. We just had a shoot, um, when was that? Last Thursday. We did a, a day two of a music a music uh, video shoot, which went really well, but we had like two locations. That shit went from like fucking 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. with like a three-hour break in the middle, but still that shows bananas. And then, yeah, I'm not going to bed till like, 1 or 2. You know what I'm saying? If I'm lucky, I can get to bed by, like, 11.30. But that's just because after, you know what I mean, after the shoot, you got to come back. I've got, like, you know, multiple projects I'm working on, a couple client things, a couple personal things. You know what I'm saying? No, the um, days the days aren't long enough for, for sure in this space, especially if you want to hustle. Yeah. It's, like, the Dude, first time fools- first time ever in my life, and I don't know if it is – I want you to answer the question, too, is, like – I feel like I can't catch up. Like I'm, I feel like yeah. I got, I got 10 things to do before I even wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but I mean, that's, I, I think some people like you and I, we kind of create this lifestyle for us because it, it gets us going. You know what I mean? We're the type that if we don't have a ton of stuff going on, we're like, Oh shit, I don't feel right. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, I do like to juggle quite a few things. Right. And, and at the end of the day, you're still pumping out great stuff. You know, and I don't think, you know, uh, I would say like eight out of 10 people couldn't take this lifestyle. You know what I no, mean? No, it's, I've seen it just destroy people. Oh, yeah. I've Mentally, like, physically, oh. you know, just, yeah, for sure. They just spin out, you know, whoa, there he goes or there she goes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, question for you. I want to, I got to, yeah. I want to, I want to, um, I want to ask a question because it's on the top of my mind and I might forget. Yeah. yeah. You know, brands that are out there, you know, more and more, Brands need to tell their story. Brands need to, For sure. exp- you know, connect with the brand, uh, connect the brand with the customer. I, I still feel like, you know, the kings and queens of the space are have not been crowned. I feel like there's battles for it, but I don't feel like anybody's going. That's my brand. I use that, and not yeah. only because that's 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 my jam right there. What? Yeah. When a customer, I, you know, we face this uh, all the time. But what kind of what should a brand do? How much budget should a brand set aside to, cause you're super efficient, man. Like one of the things I know yeah. working with you is you guys maximize a shoot. Like we get lots yeah. of things done in a day. What, what should a brand, what should a brand be expecting to spend to have the caliber of content that'll help tell the story that will lift sales and market the brand? Like where do you guys like to start? Cause people always want to go cheap. Yeah. Oh, of course. People always want to go cheap. I mean, I would say, to be comfortable, right? I mean, like, most of these, like, brands out in this uh, cannabis industry are making money. Like, you guys are making money. And and to be comfortable, I mean, budget, like, 
you know, and people might be like, oh, my God. But, like, budget, like, 3K to, like, 10K per oh, month. Man, you're light. I, I was expecting you to say, like, 10 to 15. Uh, and, and But, I mean, I'm just saying the brands are still going to be, oh, my God. But, you know, we can make some shit work for, like, 4K in one month. If you break that down, that's only $1,000 a week. True you know that. what I'm saying? And that's less, like, come on, you know? And I think you need to also, as a brand – reverse engineer what you want to have happen and you guys are really you're really good at that you know i i've seen you yeah tell some amazing stories and to maximize like so don't to brands out there when you're trying to come up with your direction for your video you know or your or your digital marketing focus on what you want the customer to walk away with and then maximize it use it on your social media use it in a digital media yeah. platform, push it out on your website yeah. you know, be sharing that and be talking about it and be keeping it evergreen because the relationship nowadays is via video yeah yeah well and, and there's, there's 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 better approaches i think a lot of the brands who i've been talking with you know like the the last guy i just kind of like consulted like two weeks ago and like I, he just put me in that position but um he's like oh i want to have my best customers give these testimonials and i want to put that on the first thing on my website and everybody's gonna love it and I was like, bro, why are you pushing that in people's faces? You know what I mean? Like, if you're that proud of it, let's do it right. You know what I mean? And it I think that's be a like, great point. You know, it wouldn't be these testimonial videos. Like, get a dope picture of this person and find a sick quote and then give it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? And this is the head of this company, and they said that I'm the best out there. Like, look how dope they look. Like, look how cool this is. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to put together this video, I think – the video is really about the story, like you said. You know what I mean? And like, like we've we've done in the past is like build these like, you know, story rich content videos. Um, and and people, you're right. The brands, like a lot of these brands, people don't know their stories. People don't know what goes on there. They just see the name and they're like, oh, this is convenient. You know. I feel like sometimes, even brands, even real successful brands, when they try to tell their story, they yeah don't always know their story like and that's i'm not throwing a sh i'm not throwing shade on anyone or even anybody's attempt i think it takes yeah. a special person to understand have the initiative to build a brand get it out there stay consistent you know operate within the parameters that you have to operate in which aren't easy in this space to then yeah. be able to tell your story you know is often sometimes the fourth or fifth things some of these brands talk about. Oh. And then there's brands that lead with that before they even come out. And yeah. I swear the connection to the actual customer is, is just so much better. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I am going to throw and it's whatever candescent. I feel like they started out the gate. Like this is who we're going to be. This is how we're going to do it. This is who we're going to market to. This is how we're going to back it up. This is how we're mm -hmm. going to create other brands around it and love them or hate them. You know, you can judge them however you want. Uh, they're they're kind of doing their thing, and they're I understand who they are. Who who is that? Sorry, Can, I missed it. No worries, Candescent. Oh, Candescent, dude, Candescent. I got dude's card right here. I just emailed someone from hey, Candescent. We're not on a. <laughs> this is not a personal call. <laughs> we're on a show. I was just no. saying that, no, no, like, no, that's no, an no. example of a brand. If people wanted to know, and I'm not going to tell yeah. you who who what brands no, are no, examples no. of that are doing it the wrong way. Cause maybe it's not the wrong way for them. But I think if you're going to okay. do digital media, if you're going to do video and work with Sean and his group, I think allow yourself to storyboard stuff and, and then 
take your hands off the wheel and let the experts yeah. do their job. I will I will say this for sure on that. Um, but Raw, I feel like Raw is the one company that always stands out to me. And, and I forget the owner or the, the dude who's on there, his name, but – they're they're being consistent with their content and they're educating stuff, but it's it's they could do a little better. They could do a little better, but I think their consistency and and kind of their the feel and the look of it, they kind of got that locked in, and I really like the way they're doing it. But they can just get a little better with like the education. Um, okay, that's it. I think people <laughs> um, I think people in digital marketing need to understand that it's kind of like a Nerf gun, like you're shooting people with Nerf darts that kind of just bounce off of them. And then occasionally mm-hmm. one hits them in the eye and they go, what was that? So you gotta, you do have to be consistent and you do have to realize that enough is never enough. And you do yeah. have to realize that, you know, growing organically, if you will, or word of mouth or whatever, I, I do feel like it's a concerted effort for brands. I do feel that if a brand wants to make it in the space, they got to have good ambassadors doing ambassador days. They got to have top quality yep. product at the right price and they got to be willing yep. to support the dispensary. And they also got to understand their niche. You know, you're not going to sell to everybody all the time. And there's so many yeah. categories, you know, in the space. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I wanted to pivot off work a little bit and talk about what, what makes you yep. pa- what's makes you passionate. Talk to me a little bit about Shawnee and his sneaker collection. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Shania, Shania is, uh, is my entertainer name. Um, I've been kind of rocking with that name for a while now. Uh, I got this active, uh, shoe vlog that I'm doing. Um, that kind of started what, off where can like people a, while they're listening. Cause people are immediate nowadays. Where, what is this? How do they find the shoe vlog? The, the shoe vlog is hashtag shoe vlog. Yay. And that's Y E at the end. So okay. shoe vlog. Yay. Where would they, um, where would they search those hashtags? And on IG, on Instagram. That's gotcha. the only way you can find me on IG. Gotcha. Um, shoe vlog, yeah. And I've got, yeah, I think I'm on my seventh episode. Um, I'm working on eight right now. I'm trying to make it to ten. That was kind of the deal I made with myself is do ten of these shoe vlogs. I also just started doing some ASMR videos. I'm on my third ASMR video, if you guys know about that. Um, what, is and a- yeah, what, is, that- what does that mean, ASMR? I always forget. I forget the whole thing. It's like automated uh, system response, something. But um, you know, when you get those like chills and you get kind of that rush down the back of your neck and, and your your back, um, and when you hear like like nails on a chalkboard oh, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. silverware. So that's that that is actually known uh, to be called ASMR because it's sparking a certain thing inside your body. And so what people have done now is created videos that that um, you know, uh, sparks ASMR within you when you hear it and they're, they're these eating videos. And so I, I do some funny, uh, eating videos. Ooh, some um, people have a, what's that phobia called when they don't want to watch people eat or listen to people eat? There's a phobia. for that. We got a phobia for anything. I bet you if we Google and Google pin clicking, I bet you there's a phobia for pin clickers, but Oh yeah. Click, 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 click. yeah there's people that are, that have phobia <laughs> around food. Tell us like doing a vlog. First of all, is not easy. Um, you know, it's a lot of work and I know how you are. You're probably doing it all yourself. Do you have anybody else doing production with? Yes. So you're doing it all yourself. Nah. What is it all about? Talk to us about like, you know, that sneaker side of you or, or what, what motivates you to kind of do that on your spare time? Uh, entertainment. I think it's really entertainment. And I mean, I've, I've loved shoes since I was in high school. I mean, my mom can attest to this since I was a little kid. 
my parents would never buy me shoes. And so I had to make a deal with my mom. And, and, uh, when I got my first couple pairs of Jordans, I had to split those with her. I had to split them 50, 50. And then once I got enough money, cause my dad made me work two jobs since I was like 11. Um, once I had enough money, I could just buy my own shoes. But, um, I, I just love, honestly, I, I love seeing people smile and seeing people laugh and, um, you know, uh, unlike a lot of people, like the comments that people leave on, on these shoe vlogs are just really funny. Um, and this last one that I did, I actually got to incorporate my little godson and his little brother. Um, and like people just went bananas for it. They love these kids. So I'm gonna have to bring the kids back. And, and now I'm thinking about maybe doing like a surprising my dad on father's day with like some dad shoes and we could do a quick, like, you know, shoe vlog with my Wait, dad. Or so something. you can travel with your vlogging equipment. Yeah, yeah, I've wow. done it all over. Like I used to just do it. I used to just do it here in the office, and then I did it at my buddy's house one time, and then the last time I did it at my other buddy's house because his, his kids were there. I mean, you you just bring a camera, man. I just work with what I got, so I bring a camera and a little mic and make sure we got a quiet little corner. And um, you know, most of the shoes, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, most of those shoes I just flip and sell. I don't keep a lot of them um, just because I'm I'm more about wearing the shoes I got and. You know, these days, man, these kids pay a lot of money for these stupid shoes, D. I'll tell you, man. I'm, I'm, you I'm definitely find, making how do you, money. How do you find these shoes? Do you go to, like, do you go to Ross when they're downloading, like, when they're <laughs> offloading? I'm, I'm not kidding, dude. I have friends I know, no. that make, like, yeah. $200,000, I'm guessing. They're making a lot no. of money just buying yeah. shit and then flipping it on on, on Amazon. Like, uh, unbelievable. Dude. I made four grand today. I'm all, what? Why am yeah. I doing this? There's a dude in Minnesota that was asking me to, to hit up like Fairfield or Vacaville, whichever one the Nike thing is, and San Leandro. He's like, oh, if you find low ones, ship them to me and all this shit. Like me though, now, man, I got Asian best friends, bro. We got bots. Like we got bots for days. So if we want some shoes, we just go ham on the bots. Um, and and I mean, majority it's like probably like seven out of ten times we get them. Wow. But you can't. I'm trying to tell you, Danny. I do. Getting Have you ever been to those up? shoe? What's that shoe? There's a shoe store, Nice Kicks. Have you ever been to that place? Oh yeah, I won a pair of shoes um, on a raffle at Nice Kicks. It's on my vlog, bro. Do you watch my vlog? Uh, I, I shot out Nice Kicks. I shot out um, Undefeated. I, I got some. Yeah, shut up. But uh, I yeah, went no, to one in, nice... in Texas and I got me some. Like it was, I think they're like three hundred dollar Vans. Some I can't remember now because they sit in a box. I wear, I've worn them. Like oh, like you see my Pumas? Hell yeah! I have some Pumas. Yeah, those Pumas are sick. Those ice out creams. Every now and then. I see you. I see you. I just gotta oh, have you yeah, start no. buying my sneakers for me so I can stay, stay fly. <laughs> so fly. My my boy charges like thirty dollars on top of retail. So, but um, yeah, if there's something out there you want, bro, we could probably get it. It's crazy though. You're right, man. The sneaker. The sneaker industry, especially, I don't want to call it the black market industry because it's not really black market, but let's just say side market Dude. space is yeah. is crazy. And and the and the brands don't really it's kinda of like mixtapes for shoes. You know, it's like the the artists that make the songs, as long as the person doing the mixtapes isn't making too much money, then they're cool. Yeah. Same thing with but, these shoe yeah. dudes. Like if they they will I mean, everyone thinks, Oh, I'm gonna go buy the latest Nike that's released and resell it. That's not what people are doing. They're finding nah. like models that are just floating out there that have been like kept like good good old cars. How yep, how yep. does do, is there a lot of people in that space that smoke weed or no? Um, you know, honestly, it's all digital. I'm just doing it 
With my boy, he doesn't. My boy don't smoke weed. There's no like uh, um, sneakerhead conventions you go to. Oh, there is, but I just I, that's not like for me. It just happens all like we buy stuff and then. So it's really not that exciting. We pair. shouldn't be talking about it then. Yeah, this is not. Yeah, this is like the, the vlog is the <laughs> vlog is what we want to stay focused on. So the, again, the vlog. Yeah. Go back to being creative is is what drives um, you with cannabis. Well, um, it, yeah, what it, makes it, you it's happy? Being creative, entertaining people. I mean, I, I really like you know, I really like seeing people uh, when I haven't seen someone in a while, and maybe I see them out randomly, and they're just like, "Dude, that shit made me laugh." You know what I mean? Or they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you had those shoes!" Like, like people be hitting me up on the DMs, like, "Bruh, you need to stop fucking bringing those fakes." And I'm like, "You think I got fakes? Like, what?" That's funny, and but, then, and you are, dude. Like, out of all the people I hang out with. You know, when we get a chance to go do stuff, we have, like, the <laughs> funnest time ever, I think, you know, when we go yeah. around and about. We're so, yeah. like, uh, like uh, this is where we have to say we're coming to the end. You've okay. shared with us the most intimate parts of yourself. What I want to do now is you have a moment to do some shout-outs, and you have a moment to tell people where they can find you on social media. Starting uh, now. All right, y'all. So, shout outs go like this. Uh, we'll start with the one and only Northbound Films. Those are my folks. That's my heart right there. Um, you know, shout out uh, Daniel Montero, Ganja Smoke Break. Um, you know, shout out all the folks over at uh, originally uh, Original Equity Group in San Francisco, um, Nina Parks. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, what shout about out social? Item nine. Social. social. Yeah, item nine. Yo, shout out item nine real quick. Yo, shout out item nine. That's a, that's the northbound cannabis channel. Um, if anybody you know wants to do stuff in the in the cannabis uh, space, that's who we're gonna be rocking with is item nine. Um, and they're um, at um, item nine TV. Uh, and then for me, uh, uh, you can find me on IG. It's uh, underscore S H O N. Y E underscore. I know it's weird. I'm trying to get the Shanye uh, handle right now, but I just give you. I'll make sure I put it in the blog for people to go to. We'll drive some yeah. traffic to you, buddy. Dude, that's what's up. And and yeah, I want to say thank you, Danny. Like this is awesome, man. I hopefully you know I warmed up a little bit. I don't know. I know I was kind of dry. Oh, we're gonna work on some drops after this. Nice. All right, sweet. All right, bro. Thank you. Peace. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the Book Your Interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke, grab the mic and tell your story. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, 
stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.